five, four, three, two. Monday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle humps, ready to race to you. Hello and welcome to another micro episode of Substandard. I'm Victor Mattis along with Jonathan V. Last and Sonny Bunch. Just a quick reminder that full episodes of The Substandard are available every Thursday at 11 a.m. And Substandard show notes are posted by Jonathan Last every Friday at weeklystandard.com. Today we are talking about the perils of stardom at an early age and specifically the death of Aaron Moran, who played Joni from Happy Days. Uh, Moran was only 56 years old and died over the weekend. Uh, for 10 years, uh, America got to see her as Richie Cunningham's uh, younger sister on that wholesome Gary Marshall show on ABC, Happy Days. But her life was less than happy. In fact, it was downright awful, turbulent. Uh, she was living in a trailer park and got kicked out of that. And, you know, meanwhile, Richie Cunningham or Ron Howard became Hollywood royalty. Uh, so, you know, he survived a Charlie, uh, Hollywood childhood, but, uh, she, uh, apparently did not. Were you guys happy days people, Sonny? This, this, it went from 1974 to 1984. Do you have any memories? Of I this? was, so I was technically alive yes. when the show was on, which is good to know. I thought it was actually off the air by the time, um, I was in, in the world, uh, committing horrible acts of uh, two-year-old depravity uh i did not watch i mean i watched it some in reruns tv I'm, land like, is that where it appeared well well not when i was you know oh. eight and watching the reruns i mean it was it was like syndicated it was on yeah. you know early it was like early afternoon you know nbc or whatever right. i i don't know what what people used to used to watch before the cable the cable networks um but uh i am aware of the show and i it's this is obviously a very sad story you know how about how about you jvl I never watched it first run. I watched it in syndication because it was syndicated while it was still in first run. Yes. So, and I, I was not allowed to stay up at that point in my life. Not allowed to stay up that late to watch the new episodes. Uh, really. And so, when it ran on our UHF channels in yes. southern New Jersey, Victory now was about dinner time. And oh so yeah, no, that's I would acceptable. Often yeah, get that's an acceptable. Happy days time. as my like yes. seven-year-old dinner time TV. It was a fantastic lineup uh, that I remember watching from the late seventies into the eighties. Uh, the best Happy Days episodes were clearly like uh, the first three or four seasons. I mean, it went on for 10 seasons. And the original Happy Days had um, the Rock Around the Clock, uh, Bill Haley and the Comets song. And then they changed that to that very artificial uh, and sugary theme song that Monday, we can provide. Tuesday, yes, that's right. Uh, goodbye, Grace Guys, Hello Blue. There's nothing that holds you when I hold you or something like that. And then... Uh, um, and like you know, uh, Potsy was leading the band as a singer and the whole thing, and it was, and then of course, I mean, and famously, Jump the Shark, which is what we, yes, right. This is where the, this is where this, Jump yeah, the Shark where comes from. That's shark. exactly right. Uh, we'll provide that in uh, uh, show notes. And uh, generated how many spinoffs? I mean, this is this was a huge, mm-hmm. huge hit. Right, I'm going to say monster three. hit at the time on the spot. Mork I'll, and Mindy, Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, right, and then of course Joni Lewis Chofchi. That was one season that Aaron Moran said was awful. I would say it's probably not Gary Marshall's uh, shining moment, uh, as opposed to the other shows, which did very well. How long was Laverne and Shirley on? Oh, that, that had like a very a good. While. That had like a, a very, very a critical good darling. Yeah. That was uh, at the time people That's really right. loved it. So Happy Days was from eight to eight thirty, and then Laverne and Shirley was from eight thirty to nine on ABC. That's what I remember. It was a power lineup on ABC, and they both took place in Milwaukee. And then Laverne and Shirley, mm-hmm. you could probably say that they jumped the shark when they moved to California, 
and then I think Shirley got pregnant, and then it was just Laverne, and that was short-lived. I this is very this is a very surreal discussion for me because honestly, like the only thing so was was it Laverne and Shirley that they were parodying in Wayne's World? Yes, remember the opening, the opening of the, scene, yeah, where yes, they that's they, exactly they right. do that. Uh, so that's my only, literally, my <laughs> only memory of Laverne and Shirley is through the lens of the ironic detachment of uh, of Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, and also, like, frankly, my lasting memory of Happy Days is the Weezer video. Oh, Buddy it's Holly, a great video. Which is a, a great, great video, video, which is like a weird which is a weird kind of early mm-hmm. progenitor of remix culture, taking the, you know, images from happy days and kind of setting it in this uh milieu of the poppy, you mm-hmm. know, kind of new new not uh, like the post grunge but pre, you know, whatever whatever Weezer actually was. I don't I don't, I don't really know, know how to it was in the nineties. But it but it but it like so anyway, my 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 knowledge of this these shows kind of come through uh, uh, the lenses of other later objects. And that video actually blended it perfectly between the old set and the new. What made it really confusing is yep. the ending where Weezer talks to Al from Al's Diner, right. and he actually was playing him. He was still alive, yeah, so he right. was playing, and he didn't look that much older. So that was like, what's happening? Is this really real or not? You know, it was so crazy. Uh, the weird thing about Happy Days is, and Laverne Shirley, it was very successful at the time, but there's no way that kind of thing, if you watch it now, it just doesn't work. I mean, it's just so corny and silly. Yeah. But you're thinking about a show that was uh, being made in the late 70s, uh, reflecting a time that was 20 years earlier in the 1950s. And I think that's why people just liked it, because it sort of brought them back. I mean, it's a weird generational span the way that 70s show mm-hmm. uh, was done in the 90s to reflect the 70s. And then and there was a show in the 70s that was done in the 50s right. to be able to miss that time. 20 years. We need, yeah. So what is the 1990s show? Yeah, where, where, that's what's, Where's our 90s nostalgia? But don't don't forget how terrible things were in the late 1970s. I mean, this yes. is the time yeah, of absolutely. gas lines, the Iran-Contra, the Iran-Contra, the Iran hostages, yeah. uh, that's right. the Malays. I mean, yeah. this was yeah. things were really, awful. really awful. awful. So something looking back to happy days yeah. really looked but Attractive. Even though they themselves, after a while, didn't care or seemed to worry about them not really looking like the 50s. At some yeah. point, Erin Moran came out with a perm, yeah. and she just did not look that part. Uh, and again, uh, she had a, a good run there for 10 years, but I always thought she had these kind of crazy eyes. And in fact, she was uh, uh, crazy. Uh, she had a, There was a lot of problems, and what happened was... Uh, Sometime in the early 90s, my buddy Todd Paladino tells me, hey, you know, on a lark, uh, let's go up to New York City. I got tickets to go to the Maury Povich show and sit in the live audience. I I don't think I, I did one live audience before that for the McLaughlin show in Fort Lee. And that wasn't even the McLaughlin group. It was the show where he's, you know, hosting his own thing uh, for CNBC, I think, at the time. So I went up there and, uh, and you sit in the audience and it's mostly old ladies. Uh, there and the first guest was Erin Moran, and she comes out and talking about what happened on Happiest because Maury wants to find out. He wants to get down to you know the truth here. You know how come she wasn't at the various reunions and what happened, and and she just started crying. And then they had to you know they they took a break and they gave her the tissue because she was very upset and she was trying to express that. You know, they were her family as opposed to her real family. And something terrible happened with her real family at home, but she didn't get into those details either. And then she said, I just loved my Happy Days family, but I'm very unhappy that they didn't help me. And so Maury said, did they know you were in need of help? No, they didn't know, but they should have known. And it was just this crazy sort of all over the place interview. And then in the uh, during the break, um, 
uh, well, she well earlier she had given a shout out to her husband who was this like big tough Italian guy uh, sitting there, and then uh, and then the, the husband demanded to be on the show after the during commercial. He said, "I want to I want to chair up there and I want to be there with my wife." And Maury, there was a big thing blew up, and Povich was like, "No, that's not going to happen." You know, we're only having one guest, and so it was kind of um, a mess. So it was it was just her for an hour. No, she was there for half the show, and in the second half was Debbie Reynolds. And she came out, Jonathan, you're going to love this. She came out talking about, of course, being the mother of Princess Leia. And uh, then they were taking questions from the audience. And so uh, while they're getting ready for that, um, my buddy Todd says, oh, I, I got a question. I'm going to ask her about Postcards from the Edge. <laughs> and, you know, how does, how does she feel about it? Because, you know, daughter and is a reflection of the mother and daughter thing. And Maury turns to Todd and goes, yeah, that's a good question. Ask that. So he asks the question, and Debbie takes complete offense. And she says, oh. Well, that's fiction. It has nothing to do with me and my daughter. And Maury turns to my buddy Ty and goes, yeah, what kind of question is that? <laughs> anyway, the whole show gets interrupted by Rip Taylor. He comes out pushing what? A, yes, confetti. Yes, he comes out pushing a birthday Hi. cake, and he comes out pushing a birthday because apparently it was Debbie Reynolds' birthday. He pushes the birthday cake out on a cart and starts reaching into his coat pocket and throwing confetti. I gotta say the the Rip Taylor shtick. I don't know. I don't know the genesis of it. Either All I know I. is that I would see him on shows like yeah. Hollywood Squares when I was a kid. And for me, it was magic. I just thought it was <laughs> yes, really yes, 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 yes. as hacky as yeah, it is, yeah. it just works. I, I Well, I hope Aaron Moran stuck around for the cake. Because that was like the highlight, and then Got the rest it. of it is very is very hard. And, and as you know, there's all these you know terrible stories about kids in Hollywood. And uh, you well, know, she just seems unlucky in life. I mean, she comes out of that series, which should have been. I mean, you, the royalties are so big on a, mm-hmm. a hit TV show, yeah, especially huge. back then. You can live off of them for forever if you're smart about it. She's the only person to really, really fall off the wagon. Even even Donnie Most isn't as bad off as as she was. Uh, and then she gets her own spinoff, and the other two spinoffs work. Mork and Mindy and Love oh. really work, and she yeah. gets the one that doesn't mm-hmm. work. And yeah, it, uh, it's yeah. just it's just bad, bad luck. Sunny. Uh, just very quickly, I will say that uh, the only sadder story that I can think of is Corey Heim. Yes, uh, unfortunately, also Another no one. longer no longer with us. Of the two Corys, I mean, you have two Corys. I would have guessed you have the Corey other one. Corey Feldman, who was like molested by <laughs> Michael Jackson or something, yes. uh, and and then Corey Heim, who uh, you know uh, had his own had his own demons, uh, yeah. but you know, mm-hmm. sad, sad, sad story. Well, they do, do, you doing... know, do you know who Corey Feldman looks exactly like <laughs> <laughs> Matt Labash? Yes. Oh boy, this you... is a true. This is a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was out at the whatever Democratic convention was in Los Angeles was the 2000, 2000 maybe? and I was at a party at the Playboy Mansion and <laughs> this feels like it should be its own episode. Yes, that's a good one. And I actually. see Corey Feldman, Matt Labash is there, and so I go running to find Matt Labash because I want to bring he and Corey Feldman together because Vic and I have joked for years that they look like the same person. He so I go it. to the he grotto, I go to the trampolines, I you know there's like four thousand people there, and I come back looping. And there they are, together, standing. <laughs> and Labash has like a homing radar come to his doppelganger. And the two of them are deep in conversation. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Hmm. This is the age before iPhones. Otherwise, I would have had a picture and it would have been Instagram sensation. Yeah. That was like matter and antimatter. <laughs> it was together, amazing. You know? But anyway, yeah. it was, uh, um, well, there you have it. That's the, uh, that's the story of Aaron Moran. I was just thinking about, uh, you know, when she got that script from... Uh, Gary Marshall for Joni Loves Chachi, and she had a lot of reservations about how successful this is going to be because she wanted to stay on Happy Days. 
And all I can think of is Gary Marshall telling her, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs>